BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cash back. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. It's your girl, Heather McMahon. Welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon, comedian, actress, voiceover artist, garage sale enthusiast in my you know previous days on earth. Now, not so much. I don't need your junk and you don't need mine. You know what I'm saying? Uh, doing all the things these days, doing the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm glad you tuned in. Glad to have you here. Man, We're getting hit with a little bit of winter weather here in New York City. It is about to be lit. The wind's a whipping. So if you hear something smash, it's just the air coming through the corridor, if you will. Sounds like I'm being haunted by a ghost in my own friggin' apartment. And honestly, I haven't seen my next door neighbor in a while and she's very old. So it could be her ghost. I don't know. I hope she's alive still. But you know what? She could also be living in my hallway. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's New York. No one ever really truly leaves their apartment, if you will. Wish her the best, though. Happy friggin' week. Hope everyone's doing fantastic. I'm thrilled to be here. Thrilled to be recording. Want to say a quick thank you to a lot of y'all who reached out after last week's podcast. I believe just the episode, you know, I kind of touched on what it was like to deal with the holidays and how celebrating holidays can be really hard when you've lost a loved one. And so for everybody who's reached out to me and said that that episode spoke to them or it helped them in any way, I just want you to know I hear you and thank you so much for sharing. Because remember, we're all in this together. Trying just to get over our dead dance. We're all in this together. Wow. Some days I think I've lost it all. There are days where I think, you know what, Heather? (sighs) The acid reflux ate away at your vocal cords. And then I come out with the sweet harmony like I just did there. And I think, I need to be in a musical on a carnival cruise. And those are just the facts. You know what I mean? Those are the freaking facts. I'll tell you what, you know what I fuck with? You know what's an absolutely yes in my life? Fruit water. You take me to a spa and you do a little cucumber, a strawberry, lime, mint situation, and I'll drink it all fucking day long. So a lovely lady came to one of my shows and she got me this huge, 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 huge giant tumbler. You know what's an absolutely not for me is when you get like, you know, the swell bottles, but they only have like four ounces in them. And, you know, I'm trying to do the Lord's work. But when I go and buy any bottle of water, so say if I were to go buy a plastic bottle of water, which I'm trying to carry my own bottles of water now, save the fucking turtles. But all these water bottles are too small. 
So if I were to go and buy plastic, I would get like the giant Fiji, the liter. I always go for a liter because I'm going to drink it. So this lovely lady brought me an absolutely not water bottle, says absolutely not on it. And it says getting dehydrated. And I love that. Absolutely not to getting dehydrated. But it's a liter. This is what your girl needs. I told you this before. I'm thirsty. Probably a salivary gland medical condition. I haven't figured it out quite yet. But in the meantime, if you hear me hitting the fruit water, because I put a little lemon and a touch of mint, it's like the Swiss Alps in my mouth. Hold on, I'm going to hit it again. I want you to hear it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh, I got a piece of ice. Oh, shit. What do I do? All right, I spit it out. I'm so sorry. I just did that because, you know, I can't be chewing on ice. This isn't like full ASMR. So absolutely yes to staying hydrated and and to great practical gifts. I also wanted to let everybody know, if you wrote me a card and you brought it to the shows, I never expect anything. I'm not saying that like I need gifts, but yo, we've got to carry a lot of shit on the road. I told you somebody, like multiple people tried to bring me another cat since my cat died. That's not a great gift. Going to go ahead and throw that out there. And we'll get into pets in a second because I have a major absolutely not. But an absolutely yes to everyone who wrote me cards. I want you to know I sat down today and I went through them for about an hour and I read each and every one. And and I didn't want to go on Instagram and just start tagging everybody because a lot of y'all left your Instagram handles in the cards. But I read each and every one of them and I put them in a really cool box. You know, I like to scrapbook and doodle and do old lady shit. So I put them in a box and I'm going to keep them. And I just want to say thank you for the kind words and the lovely messages and the hilarity. Some of y'all were writing the funniest shit. So if you wrote me a card, I went through it. I just didn't necessarily talk about it publicly on Instagram because I, you know, a lot of y'all wrote private messages and I want to respect your privacy there. And if you were thirsty and put your Instagram handle in it, I still want to respect your privacy. I know it's just so I could find you on Instagram, but still. So thank you for the cards. We have a lot of things to get into today. I'm heading out on the second leg of the tour. We're hitting Houston, New Orleans, Memphis, two shows in Birmingham and a show in Jacksonville. It's going to be lit. It's going to be wild. I can't believe I'm playing Graceland in Memphis. I mean, Elvis, motherfucking Elvis. Yeah, right, doggy. And that's the largest show that I've done so far. It's 1,700 people. I cannot wait. I'm so thrilled. We sold it out. It's going to be crazy. So we're hitting the town. We're going back down south in Florida. And I have two shows in Birmingham. Birmingham, just FYI. I know it's a late show on a Sunday night, and I know a lot of y'all have to get your kids to school. But we added a second show. We have a late show in Birmingham. That's Sunday. This coming up Sunday. And I just want to let you know, it's there's going to be a lot of surprises. It's going to be really exciting. So if you haven't gotten your tickets yet to that, come to the show. It's going to be so much fun. We opened up, I think, in like 80 extra tickets. We just opened up the back. So get your tickets. But now let's get into what's going on. I mean, we've just been fucking doing the most. We came back. We had Thanksgiving. I hope everyone survived. I survived. You know, we're here. My best friend, Anne Marie, came in town. And listen, Annie is just a light of my life. She's my matron of honor. She is just one of my best friends. We've been best friends since kindergarten. And I'll tell you what, this bitch wanted to go see all the tourist traps. She literally was like, can we take a photo at Rockefeller Center? I was like, bitch. She's like, can we go to the Freedom Tower? I go, sure, but it's not like on my the top of my list. And I realized when you live in New York, you just become totally jaded. But like she literally wanted to do the touristy things and I had to suck it up. I mean, I took her to a really fancy French restaurant, but can I be honest with you? I'm going to throw a little hate and shade. La Avenue is this restaurant at Saks and Saks is so beautiful at Christmas because it's decorated and it's great. And it's right across from Rockefeller Center. I spent an ungodly amount on a birthday lunch. I don't mind spending money on food. That's what I love, but I literally don't think it was worth it. If you're going to eat fine French food, go to Le Cuckoo. It's in Soho. It's a tasting menu. You won't get out of there for spending under like 150 bucks per person. You know, like that's like something that you plan for a special occasion. You're like, okay, I'm going to, 
treat somebody. I'm going to treat myself. I should have taken Annie Delay Cuckoo. I took her to La Avenue and La Avenue was overpriced and it was eh. It was very eh. You know, if I leave a restaurant and I spent a fuck ton of money and it's eh and I'm hungry, we got a major problem on our hands. That's an absolutely freaking not. I love a 17 course tasting. But if you go to 11 Madison Park, you're going to leave full. I was pissed. This place was eh. It was basically like, I was like, we're in a department store. You know, when I go to Atlanta, I go to Neiman's and I go to the cafe at Neiman's or I go to the Nordstrom Cafe. You know, if you go to the Neiman's Cafe, you got to get the popovers or as some people call it Yorkshire pudding. But if you go to the Nordstrom Cafe, you know, I fuck with the Nordstrom Cafe. Absolutely freaking yes. The best tomato basil soup you've ever had in your life. So I enjoy a department store cafe, if you will. But this was that. I spent a lot of money on a bottle of champagne that was my favorite champagne, but I got a club sandwich. I was craving a club. I wanted like steak frites. They didn't have it. I wasn't going to get the lobster frites. It'd give me diarrhea later. My club sandwich was eh. We got a tuna tartare. It was eh. It's a beautiful restaurant, but eh. Nordstrom though, I will fuck with. If I go missing one day and y'all are like, haven't heard from Heather in a while, it's probably because I'm at the new Nordstrom at 57th and Broadway at the cafe, wolfing down that tomato basil soup. I have eaten a lot of tomato basil soups in my life. I've eaten a ton. It's one of my favorites. I'll tell you right now, Nordstrom Cafe has the absolute fucking best. I'll take it to my grave. I will fight somebody in the formal wear, evening wear section of Nordstrom if they think I'm wrong. I dare anybody to bring me another tomato basil soup that's better. You guys might say, all right, well, my aunt Shirley makes one. Guess what? She probably puts too much cream in it. I like heavy cream. I like a French onion soup. I like a bisque. I like a she crab or a lobster. But there's something about this tomato basil soup. It probably does have cream in it, but it's a perfect amount. Doesn't make you feel like you're drinking buttermilk. It's just flavorful. I like it. Also, if you haven't been to the new Nordstrom on 57th and Broadway, it's freaking amazing. And yes, I did do an Instagram commercial for them and you should check it out on the Nordstrom Instagram page. Absolutely, yes to that. But it was an honor and a privilege. And I freaking love it. I freaking love it. You know what I love about Nordstrom? They carry extended sizes now. They got brands up there that are actually carrying real sizes. And I'm here for that. So absolutely freaking yes to Mr. Nordy. I wake up in the middle of the night because we have this like shady bullshit air conditioning system in our apartment in New York. And I'm telling you, I cannot get my temperature right. The good thing, the upside to life though, is that I found the most incredible bedding company ever. It's called Buffy. They truly make the earth's most comfortable bedding. It's made out of ultra smooth eucalyptus fiber that feels softer than cotton. And it is insane. The best part about this is the eucalyptus fiber is breathable. Okay, so it's cool to the touch. When I was using our other, it was a down comforter. I would literally wake up in the middle of the night. I had sweat through my old navy pajamas and it was disgusting. Now with the Buffy cooling comforter, I feel like I found my sweet spot. I'm in this comfortable, calming comfort zone. I am truly obsessed with it. I will never go back to down again. Eucalyptus fiber is truly like my end all be all. The cool thing about all the Buffy products are they're cruelty free and hypoallergenic. If you've ever noticed that like you get new bedding and you just like sneeze all night, it's probably because you're allergic to down. No down feathers or animal products are used with Buffy. And so that's another upside. I'm truly obsessed. Listen, their products have literally over 17,000 five star reviews. I I was skeptical. They sent it to me. I tried it and I'm friggin' obsessed. No more sweating through the night. Buffy is my jam. Also, you can try their products in your own bed for free before you commit to buying. If you don't love it, return it at no cost. I literally was like, let me try this because I sweat through everything. 
and now I'm set for life. I want all of the products. I want all of the Buffy. The cool thing is, if you listen to my podcast, they've teamed up with me. So you can get $20 off your Buffy betting. That's right. Visit Buffy.co and enter the code absolutely. All you have to do is go to Buffy.co and then use my promo code absolutely for $20 off your Buffy betting. Trust me, if your partner gets hot and you get cold, this is the perfect temperature. I personally get hot. Jeff runs cold. This is perfect. He feels warm. I feel cool. I cannot tell you enough about this product. Go check out Buffy.co for $20 off your first order. Hi, I'm Allie Webb. And I'm Michael Landau. We're the founders of Drybar, which we started about 10 years ago. We are constantly hearing from budding entrepreneurs asking us for advice. This podcast is the place to go if you're an entrepreneur and want to start your own business. Subscribe to Raising the Bar so you don't miss a minute of the action and all the fun guests that we have. New episodes come out every Friday, anywhere you get your podcast fix. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It was good. When your podcast fix. Subscribe to Raising the Bar, new episodes every Friday, wherever you get your podcast fix. So yeah, so we're staying hydrated. I'm drinking the spa fruit water. Sometimes in life, you just got to tease yourself. You got to confuse the hell out of yourself. You know, I, I'm addicted to LaCroix, LaCroix, Perrier, Pellegrino, Polar Springs. I'm addicted to all the bubbles. And I never drink the still. And no matter what scientific research you want to do, I swear to God, I don't get hydrated from seltzer. So I also got to drink the still, but I got a razzmatazz it, fruit it up and I'm doing it. You know that your life is in shambles when you have to trick your own self into drinking water. I got to get my life right. All right. I have a lot of things on my mind and we're going to discuss them. This is going to be very controversial and I want you to buckle up and just get on board with me and just understand I'm going to take you through an emotional ride, roller coaster, if you will. But I've got a big absolutely not in my life right now and I'm not trying to be discouraging. So I really want you to hone in and hear me out. Jeff and I have been trying to adopt a dog. And is the timing perfect? No, the timing's never perfect for anything. But we had our eyes set on. We reached out to a couple adoption agencies that specialize in brachycephalic animals. That's like pugs, French bulldogs, bulldogs, anything with a smush face. Now, let me preface this. The reason I specifically would love a French bulldog or a bulldog or a pug or something with a smush face is because I know how to take care of that specific type of dog. My nephew, Bronson, who's my sister's French bulldog, they just have a world of different issues. And yes, they've all probably been overbred. Bronson's an angel, but I just particularly take to that kind. I love the snoring. I love the farting. I love everything about them. I love them when they do zoomies. That is my breed. I found my breed. I found my people. Okay. Well, we have been actively trying to rescue. I am trying to physically, mentally, emotionally do the right thing and save a dog in need. But I'm about to tell you this, and a lot of people warn me, and I'm not going to say the specific agencies that we've tried to go through. Jeff and I would make fucking fantastic like special needs animals, parents. Yes, I am on the road sometimes, but we can afford the care. We can afford the help. And Jeff is here all the time. Jeff works his own hours. Jeff can come home on a lunch break, take the dog out for an hour. Jeff is his own boss. He can kind of do his thing. We would be able to afford a fabulous dog walker. There's an extensive like outreach and community. I have like seven other Frenchies and literally English bulldogs in my building. We all could use the same dog walker. I've gotten recommendations. Like I have all the utilities and accoutrements and resources at my fingertips. These fucking adoption agencies are a shit show. I have donated money. I have tried to go through the back door. We've been turned down like six times. It's not because we live in an apartment because these brachycephalic dogs, they don't need a large yard. They do zoomies for five minutes. They go on a 30 minute walk max 
You can't even take them out when it's hot. They're smush face. They have breathing issues. You take them out for a 15 minute walk, let them run around the dog park for a little bit. They're out for the day. Okay. But literally we tried to rescue a dog, tried to adopt a dog that had spina bifida. This little fucker would need a wheelchair, no legs. We were willing. We were excited. There's a fantastic veterinary school up here at Cornell in New York. That's like one of a kind. I would like, I had done all this research. I contacted people like this. Fantastic. We're going to take this dog up, take it up for rehab, all of these things. No, didn't get it. Didn't qualify. Tried to get a dog who had some sort of colon problem. You got to wear a diaper the rest of your life. We'll take you. Didn't get it. We just tried to adopt a blind dog, fully blind, cutest little muffin you'd ever seen. And I have a friend who's kind of on the inside and she was basically telling me like, hey, I, they're actually going to go with somebody who's already adopted one of the dogs from them before. And I'm just like, this is insane. Absolutely friggin' not to me not being able to spread my love. And it's kind of to the point, and I get it that a lot of these animals are coming from situations where they were abused or they're coming from China, where it's like the Yulin Dog Factory, where it's a dog festival. I mean, it's all, they're coming from horrific things. But I would hope that somebody would think, I mean, listen, I'm a public person. You know, the only thing I'm going to do is like love on that dog and put it on Instagram all day. People are going to know what's going on. But it's kind of the point where no wonder I'm going to go to a breeder. If you guys won't even let me fucking rescue the dog with no legs, with no fucking eyes, with its colon hanging out of its asshole, then guess what? At the end of the day, mama's going to go to a reputable breeder. And I don't want to fucking hear anything about it. I'm trying to grow my family, trying to do the right thing, trying to help out. And I don't want a single fucking person to be like, well, Heather, why don't you go down to the pound and get like a chihuahua? Because I don't fuck with chihuahuas. Okay. I stay in my lane. My friend has a chihuahua. That thing looked me dead in my eyes the other day and said, I'll fuck you up. I'm not about that life. A chihuahua, it would be perfect for somebody else. Not necessarily. I don't read their energy. It's like shih tzus. I don't read their energy. I can't get a big dog. I can't have a lab or a labradoodle or a pit bull or something because my building will only allow me to have a dog that's a certain size because it's New York. Now I have a big apartment. I have a thousand square feet, but I also think that's unfair when people have these fucking Great Danes in a tiny ass apartment in New York. I'm basically living at the fucking Taj Mahal. It's perfect for a Frenchie. They don't need a lot of room. But we keep getting rejected. I mean, Jeff looked at me today. He was so heartbroken. I could see the tear rolling down his eyes. He felt unfit. And he said, babe, fuck this. I don't want to fucking hear it. He said, we're going to the same breeder that your sister used for Bronson because we didn't know any better at the time. And Bronson's an angel. And if somebody fucking says anything, I'll punch him in the dick. I said, I feel exactly the same way. We've been trying. Who does a bitch got to sleep with in this town to get into the upper echelon of like saving dogs from puppy mills? It's fucking nuts. It was a hard day. It's been a hard day at our house. I feel rejected. You know, and one thing that does piss me off is when somebody does get a dog from a breeder, I'm like, listen, the dog's already been fucking born. If you don't get the dog, like I understand we can't like perpetuate the problem, but obviously we got Bronson from an AKC registered kennel, like top of the line, all this shit. They only breed the dog like once every two years. It's like very humane, all this shit, whatever. I know somebody's still going to be upset about it, but Bronson's the love of my life. Okay. And my sister paid for him. So I don't know what to do anymore. I check all the rescues. I check everything. I've applied for six and it's just like... To me, it's like the same five people at these places are just keeping all of the dogs. Do you know what I mean? 13 dogs is, can be too many. I thought we found it. I was like, that's our dog. It's not our dog. And it's fine. What's meant to be will be. Maybe it isn't great timing. I don't know. When is it though? You know, if I'm away, Jeff needs a buddy who can go with him everywhere. Jeff and I literally had the conversation. He said, Heather, if we get this blind dog and we walk into a single fucking restaurant, and they're like, oh, you can't bring your dog in. He's like, I would fight them. I would fight the Mater D at La Avenue at Saks and be like, I'm bringing in my fucking dog. He's blind. What do you got going for you? That's what I thought. Step aside. 
We had an argument with the fake person already prepared. What are you going to do? It's just, it's elitist, especially in New York. These adoption people are fucking nuts. At the end of the day, Claire, doesn't help if you've got 65 of the dogs in your one bedroom apartment. Share the wealth. That's all I'm going to say. And for those of you who think, get a cat. Unfortunately, we can't get a cat. I would get a kitten in a heartbeat, but Jeff is actually deathly allergic. He grew up with cats. It's something that happened to him in college. He wheezes up. When he comes and visits my mom's house, even with just Delta, she's the only one left. Rest in peace, Kramer and Goldie. He gets really itchy and he loves Delta. He loves cats, but it is what it is. I don't know. Fuck it. I'm sorry. I'm rambling about these fucking dog agencies. Oh, but you know what? I am staring outside my window and directly across from me, there's a fully naked man. I'm not making this up. This is not an episode of Friends. I barely watch Friends. I was more of a Seinfeld gal. And this man is completely naked in his kitchen and I'm kind of here for it. Gucci gang. Yes. You know, it's an absolute yes. Everybody in New York doesn't give a shit. I change in front of my windows, daylight, nighttime with full brights on. Nobody cares. Like everyone in New York is at a level where they just truly don't give a shit except dog adoption that they'll walk around with like a boner and they're like, whatever. It's like, I've seen 75 of my neighbor's penises and I'm like, "Eh, it's fine. Charlie, Winston, great to see you. Don't even bat an eyelash at it because that's what happens in New York. You become desensitized. I've said it before in the podcast and I'll say it again. My love language is not gifts. It's time. So it's very hard for me to pick out the perfect gift for somebody for the holiday season. Praise Jesus. I found Uncommon Goods. This is my favorite freaking website. You want to know why? Because everything is personal. Literally, if you can imagine a gift that you want to get somebody, you can find it on uncommongoods.com. One of my best friends just had a brand new baby boy and she keeps joking about how the baby keeps paying on her. So I found the most incredible gift. They're called PPTPs. And they're literally like, you imagine like a snow cone with the paper that comes in the snow cone. They're these little teepees that you can put on. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, a baby's, you know, pee-pee to keep them covered so you don't get peed on while you're changing their diaper. This is genius. This is just one of the many gifts you can get. Kitschy items. I got these amazing coasters that I've talked about before with my family's photos and like all my funny sayings. Cheese boards galore, candles, anything you can imagine, you can find it on uncommongoods.com. Here's the cool thing too. Uncommon Goods donates $1 for every purchase and it's given more than $2 million to nonprofit organizations like RAIN, which is Rape and Abuse and Incest National Network and the IRC, which is the International Rescue Committee. I love knowing that I can A, get a personalized gift, B, get something that someone's actually going to really enjoy and then C, like it's going to a good cause. When you're shopping around the holidays, I really encourage everybody to look at where your money's going, actually getting things that A, people want and B, that it's going to a good cause. I just bought somebody an amazing like monogram cheese board. Oh my God, they have cheese boards galore. Uncommon Goods is the best. So I highly encourage you to check over and discover your new favorite thing. They're offering my listeners an exclusive deal on your first purchase. Just go to uncommongoods.com backslash absolutely to receive $5. That's $5 off your first purchase. That's uncommongoods.com slash absolutely to receive $5 off your first purchase. Now back to the podcast. Oh, you want to hear some more horse shit? Listen, hey, I want to give an absolutely friggin' not to Best Buy. Yeah, you heard me right. The giant electronics conglomerate. So Jeff gets this fucking TV like three months ago. It had a crack in it. He had to go back to Best Buy twice for them to like replace this TV. So we just got on a Black Friday deal. We got a much bigger TV for our living room. We were moving our TV from the living room into our bedroom. It's a smaller. So Jeff comes home with this great 70 inch TV. We get it out of the box. There's no power cord, no stand, and no remote. 
Jeff's like, motherfucker, they gave us a piece of shit again. So he decides to test the TV. He's like, well, maybe I can just order a power cord online. We take the power cord from the other TV, put it on this one, turns it on, the entire TV's warped. He's like, this is the third time that they've done this to him. And he's buying a brand new TV. He's not buying used, lightly worn, refurbished. He's paying top dollar to get a literal brand new TV. So basically, somebody got home, took out the remote, the power cord, the stand, never put it back in the box, knew this was a piece of shit. They sent it back to Best Buy. Best Buy repackaged it and just sent it on its merry fucking way. So now Jeff somehow has to lug a 70-inch TV back to Union Square Best Buy. And I'll tell you what, after we got rejected for like the fifth dog, Jeff's in a mood. So if I was you and I was in Manhattan and you see him on the streets, take three steps back before you say hello because he will be huffing and motherfucking puffing to that Best Buy tomorrow. This is why I stick with the Amazons, the Costco's. I hear Costco has great electronics, will not be purchasing another thing for Best Buy. I mean, honestly, I'm sending Jeff's dad with him to go to Best Buy so that something doesn't happen. Do you know what I mean? That's where I'm at. I will say this though. So when we took the TV out of the box today and he's like, what the fuck? There's no power cord. There's no this. All right, ladies, if you're listening, I just want to have an honest conversation about this. Absolutely yes to women calling and talking to customer service and not having men. I don't know if your husband, spouses, partners, friends do this, but Jeff is just so aggressive, like behind the scenes. Like he's such a lovey, but he'll be in the apartment and be like, what the fuck? Oh, I'm going to let Best Buy know what's good. Oh, I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. He gets on the phone with them and he's like, um, hi, this is Jeff Daniels on my TV doesn't work. <laughs> I'm like, that was it. That that was it. That was your, your all of that build up. I had to listen to you, bitch, for 30 minutes for that fucking passive aggressive. Yes, hi, I'm, this is Jeff Daniels. Uh, my TV doesn't work. Are you fucking kidding me? I had to listen to you, bitch, and moan in our apartment for an hour. I said, Jeff, this is how the conversation should have gone. Ring, ring. Hi, Best Buy. This is Chelsea. Chelsea, hi. My name's Heather McMahon. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm great. Chelsea, here's the deal. I know it's not your fault because you're running customer service, but I do have a major complaint. We just got a 70-inch TV, and this is the third TV that we've gotten, and it's warped, and it came with no remote, no power cord, no stand. Now, I just spent $50 on an Uber getting this from your Union Square store to now spend another $50 to get back to your Union Square store to do this rigmarole again. What are you going to do to make this correct? Okay? Again, Chelsea, I know it's not your fault, but I need to figure out, am I getting a new fucking TV? And that's how the fucking cookie crumbles, bitch. Instead of, oh, yes, um, yes, I just, um, uh, there was no remote in the box. Like, that was it. He turned into an absolute, I don't know what happened, and I'm not trying to emasculate him now, but it's just so funny. He does this thing, like, we were trying to check into a hotel once, and they lost our reservation. Something happened where if you have a customer service situation, you know who you send in? Me. You send in me. I charm them up top, but then I find the solution. And then if things don't get there, I can give it to them, but I always bring it full circle in a joyful way. Right? Jeff just huffs and puffs. Okay, first of all, first of all, you know that character, you know, Joe Pesci from friggin' Home Alone? He gets hit in the head with a brick and he's just like, that is Jeff. That is Jeff when he gets pissed. He passive aggressively just shimmer, shimmer, shimmy under his breath, and then walks away. Gets nothing accomplished. I'll tell you what, Best Buy. I'm not saying threats, but Best Buy, this is a shit show. So if you're trying to buy an electronics for a loved one, don't do it at Best Buy. It should be worst buy. Absolutely friggin' not. So we got a fucked up TV. We can't get the dog. I'm leaving for a week. So I had to give Jeff, you know, sex. He calmed down after that. I'll tell you what, though. Men are easy. Women, men are not complicated. The TV didn't work. You put the penis in your mouth. It's fine. We all have to do our job. He shuts up. We order a pizza. Easy breezy. 
You know what I'm saying? It's marriage. It's love. And I love him. But I, you know, he knows how to calm me down. It's usually not sexual. It's usually I need a cold compress, some sort of seltzer, and usually like a chocolate cup, those, you know, those dark chocolate peanut butter cups at Trader Joe's. That's what I need. Very simple gal. Facts are facts. I like what I like. And that's how you calm me down. Easy breezy. So, I mean, we're just out here. I'm bitching. I'm complaining. And I'm not usually that kind of gal. I feel blessed. I'm so excited to be back on the road. You know, I got really no downtime this week. I did a lot of entertaining. It was work. We've been working our asses off, but that's okay. We're making it to the end of the year and I'm taking it every step of the way. And I'm really, truly trying to just hone my anxiety and be present and be joyful and just really own every moment. And I feel like my cup runneth over after my best friend Amory came to visit. We giggled. We giggle so hard. You know, when you have that one friend, I don't really laugh. I giggle like to the point where it's just like that guttural, like <laughs> that. That's the way I laugh with Amory. So I just feel truly blessed to have such wonderful people in my life. And we had such a great weekend. And then we had to, you know, Annie left town. It started snowing and then shit hit the fan at our fucking house. Three bad TVs, a new dog. I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let it go. But I'm just telling you right now, absolutely not to anybody who A, dog shames. And if you do get a dog from a breeder that you then make the person feel fucking guilty about it, because I'm trying to rescue. I'm still gonna keep my foot in the pond, but there's some fucking rescue elitists out there and they need to come off their high horse, you know? But if you do get a puppy, for, do, just promise me this, do not get a puppy from a pet store or anywhere in Amish country. I didn't realize. I don't like stereotyping, but I learned a lot. I watched a documentary on the Amish puppy mill. When you drive into Lancaster, there's just signs everywhere. Like kind of like if you were to drive up to the outlets, you know, like an outlet mall and you see like Cole Hahn and, you know, Eddie Bauer, L.L. Bean. You know what I mean? Hallmark outlet. And they have, you know, as you're driving like to St. Augustine, Florida, you just see the giant premium tanker outlets all to the side. And you see each store has their own billboard. That's what it's like to drive through Amish country. They're like, come get a quilt, come get some butter and get 75 Yorkies that have one eye put together. That's some fucked up shit. It's fucked up. It is. And I love all dogs. I do. I don't really fuck with chihuahuas. It's a personal thing. I got bit by one as a kid. I'm a little triggered. Love them all though. But right now I know what Jeff and I need for our fit and our family is a brachiocephalic dog. And unfortunately, they don't want us. So I'm going to keep the positive energy out there. I tried to get one with no legs. I tried to get one with no eyes. I tried to get one whose colon fell out of his body. And apparently people think I'm not up for the challenge. So fuck them. I'm going to keep looking. But in the meantime, I'm going to get to your voicemails. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get to the absolutely not line. Remember, you can always call into the absolutely not line. I want to hear from you. What's making you tick? Guys, do me a favor though. When you call into the hotline, I get like 400 messages a day, but half of them, I can't either hear you or it's like a three and a half minute message. Do me a favor. Get to the point. Give me your funnies and never call me and talk to me about traffic because what the fuck do you want me to do? There's too many people. There's too many cars on the road. Why don't we have hoverboards? I don't know. Somebody call Elon Musk. I thought he was on it. And apparently he's not. All right, here we go. We're going to get to the voicemails. Thank you for tuning in. And now let's get to the absolutely not line. 
congratulations, you just made it through Thanksgiving. I'm sure if you don't have a family hangover, then you probably have a regular bourbon hangover. So what I want to encourage you to do is stop those hangovers, stop those Sunday scaries, and use one of my favorite hangover-free products. It's called DHM Detox. And let me tell you what, it's been working wonders for me. But also for all of my listeners, you'll have already been messaging me and telling me that you've been taking DHM Detox. You take a pill when you start drinking, you're hitting the booze, you're out at that holiday party, you pop one of those in, next thing you know, you wake up refreshed, you don't want to just literally bury your head in the sand. I mean, listen, if you get drunk at a party and you embarrass yourself in front of your boss, that's on you. But what I will say, if you start taking DHM detox, the physical hangover will go away. The emotional hangover from whatever the hell you said to your boss after your 17th Chardonnay, that's on you. But in the meantime, I'm trying to keep y'all physically hangover free with DHM detox. Basically, it uses science to help boost your body's natural response to alcohol using a blend of all of these incredible ingredients. And literally, they've been using this in Asia forever. And we're just now getting around to it. Here's the deal. It's an optimized blend of natural ingredients, antioxidants, and vitamins that literally, they boost your body's natural response to alcohol. All you have to do is take two capsules after your first couple drinks, not before, because when you take the capsules after you've been drinking, it basically breaks down all of those toxins and it helps your body literally get rid of it so you're not going to be hungover the next day. Listen, if you're looking for a great gift for somebody, they make amazing stocking stuffers. Give the gift of hangover free for this holiday season. All you have to do is drink a little water, take your DHM detox to your Christmas party, throw it in your purse, hand it out as a secret Santa gift. This is the gift that keeps giving. I've got you 20% off your order. Just head over to dhmdetox.com. Use promo code absolutely at checkout. Again, that's dhmdetox.com. If you have any questions, slide into DHM Detox on Instagram. You get 20% off your order. Just use your code absolutely at checkout. Now back to the podcast. Heather, this is Brittany from Denver, Colorado. I have an absolutely not for you. My fiance started a new job and at the work conference last week, two of the other coworkers who are married to other people kissed each other on the lips. Like after dinner, see you later. Nick, my fiance, the next day asks another coworker about it. Coworker says, oh, I don't know. That's just something they do. What? I don't know if I'm more concerned about coworkers just kissing on the lips that are married or if I'm more concerned that this girl just says, oh, that's just something that they do. Absolutely not. Heather, chime in. Tell us your thoughts. Thank you so much. I love you. Bye. Brittany from Colorado. Thank you so much for calling in. Wow, this is a doozy. Ooh, I got some thoughts on this one. Listen, we are gearing up into office holiday party season. So I think this is a very appropriate, absolutely not. So what you're saying is, you know, you know, the famous scene from Love Actually, the movie where, you know, the slutty secretaries trying to plan the Christmas party, trying to lay a smoochie on her boss, who's the guy from Harry Potter, Slytherin, Slimmendor. I, did, I wasn't into Harry Potter, but you get my point. Very inappropriate. It's hard. There's a lot of work. You know, anytime I've been in a work situation, I've always had a work husband in quotes, but not somebody that I've made out with. Okay, here's the deal. Couple questions about this. Now, my parents' generation kissed everybody. I remember my dad was saying goodbye to like one of, like my mom's best friends, that's her best friend. And like everybody just like, it was like, just like kissed. It was the weirdest thing ever. Wasn't anything sexual about it. Maybe it was just really close, like a side kiss that to me from the angle I saw seemed like a kiss on the lips. That's an older generational thing. But now our days, that's a little weird. What do you mean they're just kissing? 
kissing at work? It could go two ways. If you're bold enough to do it in front of somebody else, then maybe it's actually nothing sexual behind it. Maybe like that's her best friend at work and she actually knows that the guy's gay and like she's holding a secret. I don't know. Either way, fuck, this is, I don't know. I'm really stumped on this one. This seems like an absolutely not. Here's the thing. I had a friend whose husband would give me a side hunk and I'm a very touchy-feely person. I want to come up to you. I'll probably get you know sued for some sort of sexual harassment because I rub people on the shoulders. How you doing? I scratch people's backs. And I didn't realize until recently, you can't do that. So I'm trying to pump the brakes. You know, nowadays I live in fear. I'm not even, you know, you guys come to the meet and greet. Sometimes I go out for a handshake because I don't know what's the appropriate feeling. You know, I need one person to say, I went to shake Heather's hand and she hugged me. Lawsuit. And then I really wouldn't be able to get my French bulldog. This is wild. So they kiss on the lips when they say goodbye and everyone just acts like that's normal. Here's the thing. I have been actively trying to just start spying on someone. Go with me. I have a dear friend. She's got a really weird brother-in-law. And we were talking about it. And I was like, let's hire a private investigator. Like I just am like kind of in the mood to hire a private investigator. So if you'll do me a favor, Brittany, if you'll just reach out to me privately on Instagram or email Assistant at gmail.com, we will get on this and let's just hire a private investigator and stir the pot. Because I feel like going into the holiday season, like we should know what's up. It could be something totally harmless. This could be just because I want to add more things to my plate, but I really just want an excuse to sit at like a sketchy waffle house and like, you know, pass files back and forth to some older gentleman named like Phil, you know, be like, Phil, what did you get on Mark and Cheryl at the office? It's none of my business. If they are having an affair, it's none of my business. But is it also kind of my business? Yeah. Sort of. I will say though, so my friend's husband used to give me a side hug. And the point I was trying to get was, I finally said to him one day, I said, listen, I'm going to change his name. I'm going to call him Mark. He's not Mark. I said, Mark, you got to quit giving me these weird fucking sideways hugs. It's like, we're in the third grade. Like, give me a hug. You know, I'm Southern. We hug, we embrace, we kiss on the cheek. And Jeff's from up North. So they're like practically European. So all of his friends, we always give each other kisses. I kiss all of Jeff's friends, appropriate kiss on the cheek. That's what you do. It's Italian. It's up North. It's, it's everybody. And in the South, we do that. And my friend's husband literally gave me the most awkward side hug. And I finally was like, Mark, why do you do this? He was like, oh, I was just trying to be appropriate. I was like, but to me, this is more awkward. And I said something to my friend and she was like, I know, I don't know why he does that. Like, I'm not trying to rub my breasts up against your husband. That's not the thing, but I want like a solid hug. Like you're not appalled by me. Do you know what I'm saying? But the kiss, the straight on the lips in front of everyone, that's a little weird. But the cool thing is I'm asking Santa for a private investigator. So Brittany, you let me know what office you work at in Denver and bitch, we will start investigating. Absolutely yes. To stir in the pot and get in other people's business. All right, let's take the next voicemail. Hey, Heather, it's Katie from Los Angeles. And my absolutely not is bossy art. You ever walk into a house with art that has commands like live your dream, eat, be thankful or gather? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, and it's an absolutely not for me. Don't tell me how to live my life. It's lazy, decorating, and basic. I'm over it. Absolutely not. What are your thoughts on bossy art? Do you own any bossy art? Because if you do, then you've got to share what it says. I think we all need to know. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Hey, Katie from Los Angeles. Listen. 
I'm so glad you brought this up. I mentioned this on Instagram the other day, probably a year ago. Shit, where's the time gone? I started a little thing called the hashtag tchotchke challenge. If you don't know what a tchotchke is, I'll refresh it. Tchotchke is kind of a Yiddish word that means a knickknack. So if you've ever been to like a home goods, which I thrive at, and you see the signs that say gather, Bella Kachina, you know, the home is where there are four paws running across the floor. Those things. Those are called tchotchkes. Anything can really be a tchotchke. It's a knickknack. It's something that's just not adding value to the home. It's like a phrase, a saying, a trinket, if you will. So I recently, about two days ago on Instagram said, let's start the holiday edition of the tchotchke challenge because nothing just tickles me and my taint quicker than when you walk into someone's home and they got Santa Claus has been good, but are you a cunt? Tchotchke. You know what I'm saying? Those are the kind of tchotchkes that really, truly speak to me. I fully agree with you. I feel like I don't like to go into someone's home and they're pointing, where do I gather? Here, it's a couch. We already hang out there. Tchotchkes for me are just, it really burns me on a spiritual note, maybe. You know, I grew up in a household where my mom allowed us to not have anything except her art on the walls, which I respect because in my home, there'll only be nude portraits of me. And that's facts. And my kids are probably going to go up with a complex and not understand why is mommy's vagina tilted to the side. But that's my home. And I just, I tchotchke really irks me. Why do we have so many commands? You know, I don't even ask you to take your shoes off in my home. I do like when people ask though, it is New York and it's pretty filthy. I take my shoes off simply because I like to run around barefoot and stay grounded, but I don't have a sign that's like, leave shoes here or I'll boot you in the ass. You know what I mean? I will say, so I talked about the tchotchke challenge forever. And you know, this is a quick humble brag. So Joanna Gaines follows me. When I talked about her on the Today Show, she sent me a custom-made tchotchke and she like made a joke about it. But she made me this beautiful leather sign. And it's not really a tchotchke, but it's just kind of like a play on words to her. But it says doing the most. And it's engraved, it's embossed, it's beautiful. And I hung that up on my wall because I said, it's a Joanna Gaines tchotchke. Bitch can send me whatever the hell she wants. So she made me this beautiful sign and I put that up on my wall. And so I have one that just says doing the most, but it's like, you know, ironic in so many ways because I'm anti-Chachki and Joanna Gaines, who's like the queen designer of all design was like, I'm going to make you one just to piss you off because I love you. So it's very full circle for me at that moment. If you have an ironic Chachki, like I saw one in Little Italy and it said like mob parking here. It's like a giant parking sign. I thought about putting that over the toilet for Jeff, you know, because that's where he does his business. <laughs> see what I did there. But I didn't get it because at the end of the day, Katie, I knew it'd be tacky. I think there's a fine line and also a slippery slope when it comes to the holidays. You know, people think that this is a time for them to get ultra tacky. I like a classy holiday decoration. You know, again, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, all of it's a little triggering for me because the holidays are a rough time since my dad passed. However, if somebody wanted to make me a tchotchke of a blown up photo of my dad and his kilt from our Christmas card from 2007, I'd put that on my front door with some lights around it and tell all my neighbors to go fuck themselves. That's me living my truth. Another tchotchke you could put on your wall. What I would like to encourage everybody is in the next couple weeks leading up to the holidays, if you're at your Aunt Linda's house and she's got a giant sign that says, gather, Santa Claus is coming to town, but he's not coming to your town because you're a hoarder. Send me those tchotchkes. Let's do hashtag holiday tchotchke challenge. I know that that's a mouthful and it's a lot to put on Instagram, but let's do a hashtag holiday tchotchke challenge and send me the tackiest shit you've ever seen. I live for it. It makes me cringe. Listen, there's somebody close in my life who has tchotchkes all over her fucking house and I don't know what to do. I don't say anything about it, but when I walk in the house, am I silently judging 100%? Does it stress me out? Very much so. Do I want to rip them off the wall and put them through the meat grinder? 
Yes, but I don't because I respect their space. And hopefully when that person comes to my home in the future and they see all of my new drawings, maybe self-portraits, maybe something I've done, maybe something I've commissioned from my mother who's an incredible artist or another friend who's an artist, there'll be nudes of me all over my home. Kind of like, you know, how Kim Zolciak Bierman from The Real Housewives of Atlanta, she would have just like nude photography of her. Mine's going to be a little more avant-garde. There will be paintings of my body, but they will be all over my home. So, you know, somebody could technically come over to my house at Christmas and say, hashtag holiday tchotchke challenge. I see Heather's pussy while I'm eating gravy. It is what it is. But in the meantime, I agree. It's too much. There's too much shit on the walls. Take it down. Put up a photo of one of your dead relatives and a nice piece of artwork, preferably from my mother. Follow her on Instagram at the red contemporary and then shut your trap. You know what I'm saying? Listen, Jeff was a little bit of a tchotchke guy. He loves a knickknack. I had to buy him a big, like, almost looks like a caboodle, but like a nice one for him to put all of his little tchotchkes in. I said, honey, there's too many fucking things on the counter. There's too many fucking things on the desk and the bedside table. You look at my bedside table, I have a nice framed piece of art, a photo of my dad, and a lamp, and everything else goes in the drawer, Jeff. 65 knickknacks, and he's not a hoarder. He's pretty OCD. Everything's perfectly aligned, but there's too many things on the bedside table. So I'm a purger, not a merger. Don't bring your shit to my house. And let's start the hashtag, absolutely not holiday tchotchke challenge. Thanks for calling in, Katie from LA. Great message. Let's get back to the next voicemail. Hi, Heather. My name is Allison, and I am from Chicago, Illinois, and I am an absolutely not. So I know jewels are all the rage. Everyone's doing the e-cigarette. I'm personally not my thing, and I'm a millennial, 26-year-old. Just I think they're gross. I was just at a local restaurant. One of the employees behind the counter was smoking her jewel while she was like doing the cashier, preparing the pizzas, actively working, and she was crouching down behind the cash register. So making, I mean, obviously very sneaky, but that's an absolutely not. I'm sure she violated a health code. I was, you know, too chicken to call her out in the moment. Wish I would have in hindsight, but you bet I Googled their corporate number and gave them a call. But Heather, cheers to you. Love your adventures in Italy. And thank you for giving me a laugh every Wednesday morning. Take care. Okay, Allison from Chicago, let me tell you what, this is very appropriate for the fact that we were talking about earlier, Jeff being a little baby back bitch when it came to the Best Buy situation. Okay, this is like a seven part, seven fold series. One, that's absolutely fucking disgusting that the girl was dueling while she's getting the pizza together. I've worked in so many fucking restaurants. You're not even supposed to have sliced lemons and limes pre-sliced, okay? Do you know in a bar that's technically like if the health department comes in, you're supposed to wipe those clean? They think that you're going to cut a fresh lemon or lime each time, okay? So I'll tell you what you definitely can't do is be hitting your fucking mango jewel while you're putting pepperoni on my pizza. And you know, if you're in Chicago, that bitch is a deep dish. So what does that mean? The smoke, as she breathes it out, goes deep into the crust. At least with a thin crust, you're going to get you know, a little bit of exhalation absorption. Couldn't even say that. Exhalation absorption. A little tongue twister. But with a deep dish, you're screwed. I mean, did it taste like mango? If you got a pineapple and uh, ham deep dish, which sounds pretty gross. Although here's the thing with pizza. I don't get upset when people are like, that's not a pizza topping. Like that is. If you like pineapple and Canadian bacon, put whatever the fuck you want in your pizza. I'm never going to judge you for your toppings on a pizza, but I will judge you if you're hitting a jewel and then blowing it directly onto my pizza. But Allison, this is two parts. One, I hear you that you pussied out. You said it out loud. You said, Heather, I chickened out. Okay. I chickened out and I should have said something, but I called their corporate number. 
We called Best Buy's corporate number today and they didn't do shit. So when in doubt, I think we got to start, don't cause a scene. But you know, in that moment, it's a life lesson. Now you said you were a millennial. I believe you said you were a millennial and it's hard. You know, it's hard to call somebody out who's the same age as us. It's one thing for me, you know, if you were like in your late forties, you would be able to say something to this younger girl because you'd feel a little bit more empowered like an adult. But it's hard. But sometimes I think this is, you know, I've given you a holiday tchotchke challenge. I also think maybe we need a little citizen's arrest challenge. Maybe it's called peer-to-peer arrest. If you eye somebody who's about the same age as you doing something bad, you fucking call them out. And maybe we have a pair of faux handcuffs and we just arrest them on the spot. You know, I'm sure this is highly illegal and would not hold up in a court of law, but maybe it's just an eye contact arrest. You know what I mean? Maybe you look at them. And if we get this to go national, then, you know, say the girl's name is Kimberly and you make eye contact with her and you go, Kimberly, maybe we have a code word. And we say P2P, peer-to-peer. That's disgusting. Actually, this is a good fucking idea. That's okay. If we can get this to go viral, hey, P to P, peer to peer, friend to friend, same age to same age, it's not appropriate. Wow, man, I think I just started something. You know, and this would be great going into the holiday season because the holiday season's already a tumultuous time. So maybe this is a softer way of saying P to P. Like say if you're at, you know, you're at the Christmas Eve dinner table with your family, your cousin, your cousin Claire, who gets fucked up. You know what I mean? She took too many Zannies, has had too many Jaeger bombs before she came to Christmas. You can look at her and go, hey, Claire, P to P, peer to peer, lock it up. Nana's only got one last leg. This is her last possible Christmas with us. Don't fuck it up because Nana will come back and haunt you. You know what I'm saying? P to P, peer to peer. Lock it up, lock up the bad behavior. But honestly, you know what? A secret job that I would love. I had to deal with so many health code situations, not as in like I was doing anything illegal. I always worked in really nice, clean restaurants, but like we would have the health code people come in. They're just a health supervisor. That's what their job is. But there were plenty of times where I like, I just knew the protocol. They come in, you know, twice a year, check out your restaurant. It is what it is. I would love nothing more than to go to this restaurant and catch this girl though before corporate gets to her. I know corporate already got to her, but man, I would love to come in as a secret shopper. You know what I mean? I don't think I could ever be a health code inspector because if I saw like a dead mouse somewhere, like sitting in a bed of romaine, like a big bucket of already chopped romaine lettuce, I would shit myself. I could never do it in New York because New York, all restaurants are filled with rats and mice and all that shit. But if I walked in, I saw a little bitch jeweling on my deep dish. That's it. I'd fuck her up. But see, in this moment, we need to establish something. P to P, peer to peer. This is inappropriate because you felt like you couldn't say something to her. You chickened out. So what if we make this go viral and then it's just we all feel empowered? P to P? You just shit your pants at the Jonas Brothers concert and you need to lock it up. You know what I'm saying? I think we could start something. I think you did the right thing calling corporate, but definitely call this bitch out. It's disgusting. And you know what pissed me off so much working in the restaurant biz? is I'm not, I don't hate on smokers. You got to smoke, you do your thing. But smokers would always get like an extra, like they'd get three or four 20 minute breaks. I would never get a break. I was bartending. I never get a break. I used to, I picked up smoking for like a month just so I could go out and get a break to look at my cell phone. It wasn't fair. P to P, I need a break. I need a 15 minute social media break. It's hard in this day and age. We're all trying to keep each other in check. And this is what this entire podcast is about, right? A safe space for us to have a conversation about things that are making us nuts. That's what my standup's about. 
It's observant. I make fun of myself. I talk about crazy shit out in the world. But really, this is a think tank, if you will. I'm basically Mark Cuban on Shark Tank, but it's a think tank. I don't know if Shark Tank and a think tank are the same thing. I think a think tank's like a startup. I don't fucking know. I went to school in Mississippi, but you get what I'm saying. This is the kind of thing we're trying to do here. Open up our minds, expand our our food for thought, literally deep dish food for thought. And if you can't look somebody, if I can't look another woman who's 32 years old, who's a Pisces and a little overweight, dead in her eyes and say, hey, guess what? What's your name? Nichelle with an N, what you just did is inappropriate and I think we need to discuss it. Then what are we doing on this earth? What are we doing here? I challenge each and every one of you, you know, with the the holiday tchotchke challenge, you need to challenge your friends with their decorative skills. Hey, hey, Linda, do you need eight signs? Maybe let's knock it down to four. All this is, is a system of checks and balances. I basically have created a democracy, a podcast democracy of us keeping each other in check. Listen, you guys call me out on shit. I usually let it roll off my back because I'm perfect, but you get what I'm saying. I'm kidding. I'm not perfect. I'm not at all. I'm a hot mess express right now. But this is what we're here to do. Learn from each other and call out the nasty bitches who jewel on your deep dish pizza. And if I were to run for president, that would be probably top of my list on my platform. You're going to blow carcinogenic smoke mango flavored on my pizza? There's a lot of things that you could fuck with in this world. My family, my kids, my pizza. Wow. Cross the line. P to P. Too much. Thank you so much for that call. I loved the thick Chicago accent. Y'all, I just feel very blessed. We are really getting into it. We're going to talk about more things through the holidays. I really want to hear on the next batch of the the voicemails, please call into the hotline. I want to hear about if anybody had an absolutely not Thanksgiving already. I want to break down what's going into the holidays. We got to get our mind right. There's only a couple weeks till Christmas. So let's get through the shitty shit that happened on Thanksgiving so that we can learn from it and hopefully have a better Christmas. I want to hear about your nasty holidays. I want to hear about the offensive things that you're crazy uncle. Maurice said, you know, he never recovered from the war. I get it, but I need to hear about it. Let's talk about it. P to P, I love you. You're the greatest. As always, I want you to remember to download the podcast, subscribe, click, leave a message. I don't know. I'm here for it. I love each and every one of you. And if you guys can't keep me in check and I can't keep you in check, what the hell are we doing here? We're here to giggle. We're here to laugh. And we're here to tell these young youth of America, guess what? Lock up the jewel. You're at work. Act like an adult. Because guess what? When you get to Google one day, you're not going to get a smoke break, bitch. And again, that's no hate, no shade to jewel owners. The podcast sponsored by Jewel. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) What if I just went into a jewel commercial? No. But I do think some of these vape people are getting a little crazy. I saw a woman vape at my gynecologist's office. You know, I'm going to tell you right now, that's going to show up on your pap smear. Eventually. Lock up the jewel. God, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, I'm heading back on the road again this week. Houston, we're hitting New Orleans. We're hitting Memphis. We got two shows in Birmingham, Jacksonville, Florida. And then I'll be back in New York for like basically a day. And then I'll be back out on the West Coast. And then it's Christmas. So we got to do the most. Call into the hotline. Again, make the voicemail specific. Get to it. I love you. There's so many voicemails to get through. And I really want to be able to just share all of the hysterical and crazy things that are happening to y'all out in the world so we can pee to pee get our shit together. Love and light. And I will see you guys on next week's episode. Again, call into the hotline, send me your DMs and you know what? Maybe a nude photo. I'm here for it. Love and light and talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Absolutely Not 
podcast. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.